foremost, I'd like to thank you for becoming my guest and uh, welcome you to Singapore virtually and a little bit uh, to David who's never been to Singapore or this part of the world. Um, Singapore is a tropical island, um, seven degrees north of the equator, about eight hours to Australia. Um, um, about and, and we're not China. Right, right. <laughs> we're Singapore. And um, um, we've got the we've, we've got a population of about five million of locally born and bred and about two million um, international uh, expatriates who's moving in and out and also international students who, who's, uh, who are residing here. So, and we've got the, and I think um, according to uh, my prime minister, when he was, um, uh, you know, talking to your current prime minister who's going to exit in a couple of weeks, um, Singapore is the largest trading partner of the U.S. per GDP, means per Singapore, because per yeah. Singaporean, we actually acquire most of American products in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're the first people to acquire all the apples and all the Macs oh, wow. um, when it comes out. So um, in Singapore, um, um, if if you watch, if you know the movie um, Crazy Rich Asians, um, you know, it's actually filmed here. Um, okay. You, probably your listeners would like to know a little bit more about Singapore and me being a Singaporean would like to promote Singapore to your listeners and to your viewers um, back in the US. Um, come and spend the tourism dollar here post-pandemic because I think the world needs the consumer power <laughs> to put the economy back on track, you know. Um, right. Yeah. So um, I'd like to welcome David. Uh, Thank you. Uh, who is so gracious to accept my invitation for this topic, faith in pandemic, and all of us are facing such a strange time in human history in, in this generation. We're not, we, we, we don't know if we're gonna say, face another pandemic, but this is like a really strange time. So um, it puts us uh, in such, um, uh, David and myself, um, uh, in, in, in the, in the, under the family of Christ. So I'd like to pose him uh, three questions. Um, Number one, um, how does uh, he interpret the pandemic according to his faith and according to the Bible that he understands? And uh, how should we as Christians and non-Christians face the pandemic? And what does um, post-pandemic holds up for us? And I think the politicians will tune in. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna get the answers right here, right? <laughs> yeah, the floor is yours, David. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for the invitation and asking. It's fun to be able to talk talk with people around the world. So appreciate that. Um, so the, I guess to talk about the interpretation of the pandemic, um, we we kind of have to talk about disease and sickness, right? And and where that originates. What what do you think about disease and sickness? Where does that where does that come from? And in human history? Um, from a spiritual point of view, you know, um, the plagues and the pestilences, um, you know, it, it, is, it is something that has been uh, said many, many times that it will be on um, people. But, you know, as, as me interpreting it from a spiritual point of view, uh, I, I would like to take it uh, two ways. I mean, there is two um, uh, Christian thought that is out there. Um, one is that, you know, Jesus is love and 
um, you know, we're going to be safe and we're going to cross over safely. Um, on, on the other hand, um, I would like to take it more conservatively that, you know, um, you know, God has given uh, people uh, a free will. But in these times of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, and, and in these times when people are given this free will and this um, uh, will of you know, exercising your, your sense of morality, I think the human has actually taken it too far. So I think this is something to check us. And, and I would not like to use this word, but personally on my, on my side, I always feel that, you know, um, it, it, it is a judgment. I mean, it's just like, um, it, it, it's, just, it's just a judgment upon um, mankind if, if I'm gonna talk about it on a macro level. I mean, it's just like in class, right? Your teacher tells you, um, okay, don't do this. You know, don't, don't um, copy um, or sneak your paper during the exams, you should be doing it right, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you have a choice not to, to do it rightfully, to study the to study your work and then to, to pass the exams, etc. or you can do it the other way. So if you do it the other way, there's always consequence. And I would like to see, you know, even though in the internet, there's always two sides of it, but conservatively, I like to see it as it, it is a judgment. It is a judgment to actually align us back to um, where we should be. Because I think we have gone so far. We really have gone so far. Whatever you call it, you know. Um, yeah. So um, I think when we human think that you know we can do it all on our own with AI, right. with all <laughs> roving eye of Google and Facebook, um, you know, I think a lot of people think we don't need God, but you know, God is really just trying to put us back on our knees and say that, hey. Um, Check yourselves, check yourselves. Otherwise, if you don't learn your lesson, this is going to go on and on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, we've I've had several conversations, and and a lot of people think that way. They think it's a judgment, and I wouldn't have a problem with that, uh, with coming to that conclusion. Um, yeah. In a sense, um, all sickness is judgment, but I wouldn't. Now, a lot of people might go crazy with that, but if you go back to Genesis chapter three, you see, you see that the curse was put on you know all of creation, and you can tie this into Romans and some of Paul's teaching where he says that that creation is groaning and anticipation, waiting for waiting for the you know basically believers to come 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 and uh, and liberate it from the bondage that it's in. Uh, so so. You know, the curse was the result of our rebellion against God. God, God didn't want to curse humanity, right? <laughs> he, he, he desired for us to live in his paradise, but he gave us a rule that we had to obey, which was don't eat from the one tree, right? And, you know, so don't eat, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, and, and as long as Adam and Eve obeyed that rule, they enjoyed God's presence in the garden. You can get that picture from Genesis chapter 3. But then Satan tempted them and said, um, uh, did God really say that you can't eat from any of the trees in the garden? And he twists God's word and he questions God's authority and he gets Adam and Eve to look at the fruit in a different way and tempts them with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life and, and gets them to buy his half-truth, his mistruth, uh, that they, even though they already were 
like God because God had made them in his image. Because they rebelled against God's will, which is submit to God, follow God's way, and surrender. They wanted to do their own thing. They rebelled against God. So now there's a curse that's, that's literally plaguing all of humanity. So, so our, our sins and our, our, uh, our uh, selfishness, our, you know, the, the thorns uh, that, that a lot of people have to deal with. We have a lot of thorns, uh, you know, around here, blackberries and that kind of thing. Those are results of the curse. And sickness, diseases, those would also be, uh, you know, a result of the curse and our rebellion against God. So in one sense, you can say that all sin is, in, in essence, judgment specific times in scripture where God judged people using plagues um, and so so that that's where the discussion can kind of get a little bit intricate and and uh, and challenging uh, whether is this is this a specific judgment by God on humanity for the things that we have done in violation of his laws you know, and um, I don't, I don't know that I would have, again, I don't have a problem with that, but I don't know that I can come out and say specifically, this is a, an exact judgment from God because of our rebellion. That's a little bit harder to make a, a bold statement like that um, without, without, you know, some retrospect. So, um, but you, know, you mentioned you mentioned one thought, I think, that's worth worth exploring a little bit. You talked about, you know, some people think that Jesus is love, and then it seems that 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 a contrast with love and judgment. Now, what what do you think about that? You know, is it possible for Jesus to be to be full of love and at the same time justice oriented? Of course, I mean, um, um, you know, God has sent Jesus uh, to die on the cross for justification. Um, to take away the sin. Um, he willed people to live forever, right? And uh, to go to heaven, you know, paved with gold. I mean, that's the objective, right? To set the sun down. I mean, that's as much as uh, I think the love for, for the creation of the people. I think the love is there. But I think um, the analogies we use, like just like a father who always need to check the son or the people. Um, you know, if, you're, if you have done wrong, um, you know, it's time for you to check yourself. Um, if the plague is, is by nature, by God, or um, it was an accident, um, and, but God is going to look at you people, how are you going to react to it, you know? So, so I, I'm just going to see that whatever the cause of it, whatever the motivation of, of this, um, uh, uh, this plague that we're facing, either spiritually or humanly speaking, but to answer your question, Definitely can coexist. Um, you know, if if human given that free will, I mean, it's just like a parent they've given you a free will. They're not gonna tie your hands and hide you in the house and and shackle you up, right? I mean, you've got a free will to just go and live. But if if you live um, in a way that is not right, you know, if you deviate too much from that that line of uh, that ninety percent, you know, the ninety degree of righteousness, you know, somehow. Um, something is going to tell you, like, if you're going to cross the road in a haphazard way and the cars are going to come, they're going to honk at you. I mean, uh, I, I'm looking at this as, this is like a, a warning. If it's not the end of times, it's, there's a huge warning, you know, the cars are just honking, you know, like, beep, 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 beep. So um, to answer your question, I definitely feel that it can be both. 
um, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's a warning for us human that you know you're, you're too much too far away from the macro sense of the word. You're just going it too far. Um, and definitely, it should be done in the context of work. Um, it, all judgment is done in the context of work because it's just telling you, you have done wrong. Um, right. and because if, if I had not loved you, I would let you do anything that you want. You know, right. so to me, to me, it just coexists. You know, there's no doubt about it. To me, it just coexists. It, it should not be any conflict. It, it should not be at all. Right. Yeah, the, the, the verse that always comes to mind on this topic is from John uh, chapter 1, where John says that Jesus came from the Father full of grace and truth. And so that, that, that idea, it wasn't, he did, Jesus wasn't, you know, half, half grace and half truth. He's full of both. He's 100% grace and he's 100% truth. And so when, when there is truth, when Jesus needed to share truth, and oftentimes with the Pharisees, he shared really hard, harsh truths with them. You know, he pronounced woes on them for their actions. He wasn't doing that because he was critical and he just wanted to judge them and put them in their place. Like you were saying, it, it comes from a place of grace or a place of love that he's saying this to them because you've gotten it wrong and he wants you to get back on track, get back on the right way. Right. And so that, that word woe, when he's saying woe to you Pharisees and woe to you teachers of the law, it's, it's kind of, it's almost like a, a groan, you know, they translate it as woe, but it's almost like a, like a, uh, you know, kind of a, a word where it's, like, come on guys. Like, you're just getting your, you've missed it. <clears throat> you're just, come on, you know? Yeah. And, and, and what, you know, what I think that almost communicates more than the word woe itself, because that's got a feeling behind it of you're missing it. And I want so badly for you to get it. And so there's, there is truth uh, and truth is an important thing, but, it, but Jesus also is fully grace, right? So, so he's not going to he's not going to pronounce a judgment without providing the way out. And of course what what Jesus did was he took the wrath on himself on the cross, received the full wrath of God's judgment against mankind for our rebellion against him. And then he offers us a way out of of that judgment through him. And an interesting interesting thing is that in the book of Hebrews it says a new and living way has been opened for us through his body that is his flesh his curtain that is the, the his flesh mm -hmm. and that all who enter in uh through him are are saved and it's you know this picture that we in order to to be saved from god's judgment have to follow and go through christ's broken flesh on the cross and crawl through death essentially and death to that old life, that old rebellious nature, so that we can receive God's gift of life. And, and, and that's the only way for us to, to come out on the other side of judgment. So that's interesting. We talked a lot about a lot there already. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole book. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and um, one question, like, you know, we are, we are living in such a real strange time. You watch this in the movies, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the end of the world, tomorrow never comes, or whatever Hollywood movie you've got there. Right. You know, 
it's almost like the tsunami that hits uh, Japan like 12 years ago or something. Right. You know, um, you know, you watch that and you anticipate that. But you know, hey, um, we're all in there. Can you imagine, David? We're all um, under different terminologies of lockdown. Voluntary, home isolation, you're encouraged to stay at home and the planes are all shut. The borders are closed. Uh, businesses are all collapsing. Jobs are being lost. Banks are closing right. down. Um, you know, people are jumping out of the window. Um, people are going crazy. They're on their right. head. Whatever you call it. I mean, it, we, are, we are safe in our homes, but these are actually happening. Right. And, and it's such a time where people just forget that you know, it's really, really, really strange. It's such a huge phenomenon. Um, and it's a huge phenomenon that calls for a spiritual interpretation because not even the best scientists could interpret. You know, every scientist is trying to different, find, find, a diff, find a different part. Some call it the arrow, it's an airborne virus. Some people call it, um, you know, uh, uh, it, it's a liquid born virus or whatever and then they're trying to find vaccines and everybody's trying to scramble the government is trying to bail out all the economies and you know people are going into the poverty i was looking at uh, the some of the news in, in europe and particularly in france um, you know people are going down the poverty line because they're digging into their savings it is gone and the and the businesses that have been built for many years they all closed down you know it's like it, it's, it's trying to demolish back to ground zero Governments that are too haughty, governments and politicians that they think they've got the powers that is being bestowed to them by the votes, um, people that they think that they can uh, live their lives the way that they want. You know, it's a really, really strange time. And, and you know, David, I, 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 this is something that's close to my heart. I'm calling out, you know, you and people just to interpret this so that we make sense of, of the world. And, and if we could, and, and which is hard. You know, and, and if and if the governments are the biggest and the brightest brains, like the scientists, and they are trying to make sense of the world, I think only the Bible gives us some light. Right. You know, and, and if the and, and of course, um, me being um, and all of us human, because our brains are just like a pea. <laughs> you know, um, it, in the eyes of God, you know, our brains are just so just like a pea. It's just like it's just like a little pinhole. Um, and if we can't find any truth and make a sense out of this world right now, that what I have described, which is what is happening right now. Right, and, yeah. um, and, and I think God is really trying to say that, you know, you've got to look for the truth and understand mm -hmm. from the word. And the thing is that I'm worried, David, if this is what's happening and people are not looking for that truth. And if the pandemic does go over because the vaccines are being developed, you know what is going to happen? That people still go on back to their old ways. Um, mm -hmm. So, so it's it's like now in the in the midst of a fifty, we are we're at the fifty percent point of this curve, you know, midpoint of the curve, and we if we do not try as much as possible, as fast as possible, to really find out during these times when the world is shut to find out the truth, which we can't, but I don't think enough of the people are trying to find out. Because God is giving us a chance, right? We are all in quarantine, right? right? Mm -hmm. uh, in different degrees, right? Um, 
I can't imagine like I called out to the world like, can I have some pastors? <laughs> you know, if, if we don't try to find out, I, I don't know what is going to really happen that the big bang is going to come after the pandemic. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you know, um, it's uh, it it or uh, adversity has a way of of showing us who we really are. Um, and, and the greater the adversity, the greater the struggle, the greater the challenge we go through, the, the, the greater the likelihood who we really are, where our faith really lies, what we really believe, what we really believe in is going to be exposed. And, and one of the things I think uh, that the pandemic has done is it has revealed that for a lot of humanity and, and, and a lot of Christian humanity, um, has their faith in in man has has our, our faith has been in our governments our own ability to provide for ourselves we haven't we haven't had to develop a deep faith in God because we haven't really been without right we we haven't been like many generations that went before us you know in in America you know we had the Great Depression my grandfather lived through that and and as a result of going through that, you know, he was an entirely different person and lived his life in an entirely different way than we do and than my parents did. And so it's one of the things is that it's been so long since we've been through a big trial like this as, as a race, a human race, human race. Yeah. that we don't, we don't realize that, you know, where, where we've really had our trust and we don't really know really kind of how, how weak our faith is. But like you said, the Bible actually gives us really is the only thing that gives us any kind of perspective on this situation, right? I mean, if you, if you look at the Bible and if you trust the Bible, uh, it's, it's the only thing that gives an explanation, gives an understanding. It's the only thing that gives hope, right? That it's the only thing that gives you something to, to believe outside of this. If you, if you understand that sickness and disease is a result of the curse, which is a result of our rebellion against God, and then you jump to the end of the story, and look at the book of Revelation and see how all things are made new, how the curse is destroyed, and how there's coming a day when God is going to put to rest all of these things that are that are destroying humanity, and he's going to bring a new creation and a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. You see that there's something bigger and outside of, of the here and now. Mm -hmm. And so you can start, you can say, there, there's, there's, there's someone that exists outside of this present moment that is under control. And if you, if you can't see that, then you don't, then, then all your hope is in the present. And when things in the present get out of control and chaotic, then you have no hope. And, 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 and people, people re react and respond by, by doing some of the, you know, our, our mental illnesses through the roof, suicides, uh, the depression, anxiety through the roof. Throughout the world. Yeah. yeah. And you know, David, you know, if, if, we, if, we, if we can just like, you know, put everything in this microcosm, like you call it the, 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 the magic glass or what do you call that? The looking through this. The looking glass, yeah. The look, yeah, you know, if, if we look through it, it's like, okay, we're looking ourselves, right? I mean, God is looking down. But if, if we look at it in ourselves, I mean, it's, 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 this is like, I don't know. I don't know what word to describe. It's like, it's, it's just like time almost stops. 
It's like 2020 is just over like that. And, I, and right. I'm writing down there in my Bible. It's like, okay, this is the 5th of November. Hey, not November. This is already December. <laughs> right. So I'm talking to another guest and she said, oh, this is October. No, I say, this is December. You know, like time has almost stopped. And, and the thing is that if, if I think um, there's two parts, right? I mean, one is the we are in the midst of a pandemic, mid-pandemic, then mm-hmm. post-pandemic. Yeah. Mid-pandemic, let's access let's let's really just um assess where we are planes are stopped 90 percent of the planes are stopped they're parked in the desert somewhere right um borders are all closed no international trade um uh, countries are in quarantine right on a macro sense individuals are in quarantine um uh, you're not you're not asked to leave the home to work. You're asked to stay home to work. Of course, mm-hmm. unless you're an essential worker, your job needs you, you go back to work, etc. But you know, you've been advised to stay home, hashtag. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, and that is a phenomenon throughout. And I and I've got this episode of a 25 episode of pandemic in your country. I speak to people in Africa, in Mexico, in Brazil, America, of course, in Asia, um, uh, um, in Europe, the same runs throughout. People are in fear. People are in anxiety. Um, governments are bailing them out. Jobs are being lost. I mean, we're speaking the same language and none, uh, like what you say, we have not faced this as a human race. A huge uh, hashtag judgment. Um, I'm not saying there's a God judgment because it's too big for us to interpret, but a hashtag judgment on ourselves you know you either you put it you bring it on yourself or not we don't know but you know right this has happened so so mid pandemic i think the objective we have not searched why are we in this place why are we in this space that that has actually just shut all of us in and i was and, and i read and i was um quite shocked at, at one of my daily readings of the Bible, it says that um, there will, you know, there um, just stay in a little bit longer. I, I can't remember what verse exactly. Just stay in a little bit longer. Help me out, David. Um, close your door. Go into your room, in your chamber. Do not let any man come in and just be with yourself, you know. And, and that's the verse that says, no, just, just stay a little bit longer in your home and shut the door let no man come in I was like I was really shocked but you know this is the mid-pandemic if people have not really tried to find out with the times that we have right now in the quiet times whatever kind of you know we have been saying it quiet times but you know we never had a quiet time because we are so busy with our lives with right. the traffic that is going in and out of our lives, with the traffic that is in our jammed in our brains and in our minds, and suddenly we are put to silent. The whole world had just gone silent and the animals came out. So, you know, and, and we don't search in mid-pandemic about what's happening right now, whereby human could not put a finger on or decipher what's happening, um, which actually is... The way I see it, God is saying that, you know, you should have your quiet time. You are shutting your door. You know, the world has stopped, stopped traveling, stopped working. 
um, stop going out, stop meeting people, and no one's supposed to come to your house. You're supposed to be isolated. So, so if mid-pandemic, I think um, it's the time that calls for the whole world to really awaken to this because you know this is such a, a strange phenomenon. And, and now post-pandemic, if, if we don't really wake up to this, my concern is if we go, if we don't come to a new normal. And people are talking about new normal, right? Right. I bet if we don't come to define a new normal, and I think the new normal is not like just wearing masks, social distancing, working from the home hashtag and staying home hashtag. But I think the new normal, if people do not wake up to a new normal to say that, hey, you know, there is something larger than, than our lives now. It's just like something larger than us right now is COVID-19. Right. <laughs> it's crazy, right? David, yep. it's like, yeah. And it's like, it's just like the fire is just going around the world, David. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. It's just burning around the world. Look at the numbers. And, and if this unseen thing is just like destroying the world's structures right now, and if people do not spend time to think through that, not in the scientific medical point of view. You know what I'm trying to say, David? Mm -hmm. It's not about dissecting, it's killing people, it's doing this to immunity. It's what it's like. I'm I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at that. This this thing that is burning down the world right now, it's destroying all the structures of the world. And if people and the governments and the human race is not looking at it from the other point of view, the other perspective. And my fear is that if people go back to normal post-pandemic, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's going to be a huge, um, the, the, the next tsunami is going to come. Whatever tsunami is going to come. David, uh, your take on this, your final words on this. Yeah, you know, um, but like I had mentioned before, you adversity reveals what we believe it, it reveals you know it, it reveals who we really are underneath and uh you know the pandemic you know the pandemic has been horrible it's you know it's taken way too much too much human life um but what it what it has done it's poured gasoline on the fires we had already created you know in the world and 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 there's there's a lot of disaster uh, that that has been exacerbated in 2020 but much of it is is disaster that was already taking place, and, and the and the pandemic just accelerated it, right? Um, so we we were already selfish. We were already um, overextended. We we were already taking in too much uh, too much garbage, too much filth. We were taking in uh, you know just too much in general, right? We we were just taking in too much media too much social media yeah. you know too much news too much um you know too much of everything and it's and then the, then the pandemic happens and then we just take in more of it right we've got more time on our hands so we're taking in more media we're taking in more garbage we're taking in more filth and so we were already doing all those things it just accelerated everything uh, which has only accelerated the you know the, the brokenness of the human human condition that, that exists around the globe and we've we've seen so all we've seen is just an accelerated an accelerated timeline of of our rebellion and destruction against god and post pandemic what we need is we need 
surrender. We need submission. We need people to lay down their life, to sacrifice themselves, to stop fighting for their own rights, to stop saying that, you know, I deserve this. I should have things in life the way I want them to be because, you know, I, you know I'm a human and I deserve those kinds of things. Well, that, that's, that's ridiculous. The only way for, for humanity to be any different from this point forward is if we start sacrificing and, and laying down our lives for one another, right? That's what Jesus said when he gave the new covenant was, uh, greater love has no man than this, and that he lay down his life for his friends. Love one another as I have loved you. And Jesus loved the disciples by going to the cross and laying down his life for them. Followers of Jesus Christ... Are, are commanded to do the same thing. We're supposed to lay down our lives, which means laying down our rights, laying down what we think you know, we deserve, laying down what we think should come our way, and saying, no, I, because I love you, I'm going to lay that down and I'm going to serve you. Uh, but we're not doing that very well at large as a human race. We're, we're, we're kind of all focused a, on ourselves. That's a huge understatement. Right. And I, I totally agree with you. Like, this is this is the spark that set fire, you know, just like your huge California fire fire that is so mm -hmm. renowned in all the world. You know, it's like, this is the spark that really just let mankind just manifest itself. Like, right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like, how are we going to live post time pandemic? That's the huge question. And mm -hmm. if we, and if we revert to the old ways, the new normal goes back to the old normal. You know, I, 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 then I, I would think that it's going to be uh, a judgment upon judgment upon judgments. I mean, yeah, could be. very loosely the words, you know, um, judgment upon judgment. And it's going to be bigger and bigger. I mean, look at the, the, the tsunami that happened in Japan and look at the uh, year 2000 uh, uh, Christmas tsunami that wiped out 128,000 people in this part of Asia mm -hmm. from... Uh, Indian Ocean to Mauritius, right. uh, the Philippines and Thailand and Indonesia, you know, 128,000. Um, and then that, these are all the precursors of warnings that it's going to come, it's going to come, it's going to come. And, you know, uh, um, we, we can continue our conversation because it, it could really go on to um, biblical uh, academic terminologies into the Bible. I mean, the very limited time that we have, I've taken up uh, 40 uh, minutes of your time with, that I promised you. You know, I, 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 I am uh, uh, worried that um, things will go back to normal and people are still going to look at, okay, the next disruption, because, you know, disruption has been a good word, the technological disruption, right? right? Um, you're right. talking about um, disruption of uh, the Airbnb on the hotel, tourism industry, we're looking at disruptions in that sense, but you know the, the huge disruption is going to be like, this is going to be a huge disruption. And and like what you say, if, if you're going to accelerate this and people don't ponder it much, and I, and I think that if the world leaders, in many sense of the word, leaders in political leaders, leaders in terms of humanitarian leaders, leaders in terms of um, spiritual leaders, you know, different spheres of leaders. Mm -hmm. and, and I think because we're lacking so much in uh, leadership right now, and, and I think is that the, the, there, there is a reason why there isn't the leadership in the pandemic. Because no one could rise up. Right. No human nature should rise up. 
Should we pinpoint to America that should be the leader of the world? I don't think so. You know, and I think the, 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 the leader of the free world is like, if God has been given this human, um, the free will, and, and, I, I, and I would really think that, you know, the leader of this free will right now is really God. And how you interpret or how we should interpret this pandemic, I think that would be the huge question now and in, in years to come for historians to look back. Right, yeah. You know, um, yes, we, we definitely, we need some leaders who will have the courage to stand up and fight for peace and be peacemakers, the kind of peacemakers that Jesus described. Um, you know, there, there, aren't, there aren't any leaders that, that, are, that are really doing yeah. that. Everyone, everyone's doing their own thing, right? They, they want the, they're going to fight for their side, and they're going to belittle the other side. On all sides, people are doing this. They're going to fight for their point of view and belittle the, the other side. And what we need is somebody to, to rise up and put both sides in their place. You know, put yeah. their side in their place and put the other side in their place and, and say there's something more important uh, than, than winning the power and, and control and saying that, you know, I, I'm going, I, you know, our point of view is the most important, so we're going to belittle the other point of view until our point of view is the only point of view. Uh, that's only going to bring more outrage. Yeah. And, right? and, I would think, and I would think that this is the time whereby, you know, my, my, my own final um, conclusion is that, you know, it really sets a human on its knees, you know, it, uh, um, in allegory, um, uh, allegory right? Um, literally, literally, or sorry, figuratively, it sets everyone on its knees because no one can say that they can have the power authority to do anything in the face of some invisible force out there. Of course, in this invisible force out there, we have given some names to say that hey, it's COVID-19. But you know, if I look at it from a spiritual point of view, it's really some invisible force out there that's making us like go behind the doors and, and, and you know, hide in your house and close the windows and stop breathing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, there is. I mean, the, the Bible talks about how this world is ruled by the yeah. prince of the air, you know, which yeah. is which is the devil. And he's, yeah. you know, he's he's active mm -hmm. and at work and has been at work for thousands and thousands of years. So he, this is this is all part of his game plan. You know, and we're we're feeding into it mm. by buying into the same lies that they bought into in the garden. You know, you can be like God if you do these things. And that's what the same thing that we're doing now. And um, the I don't you know, post pandemic, I don't know. I don't think we go back to normal. I think there's going to be, there will be a new normal. And unfortunately, unless we can lead some kind of revolution of, of sacrifice and surrender, um, it, you know, and, and all, it, all it really takes for, for something to change is for us to surrender and to, and to be, you know, catalysts for surrender in our world around us. And the more people who do that, you know, the, the, the broader that, that kind of a change can reach. But Without people doing that, we're just going to basically descend into more and more outrage, which is what you know what what has been happening in the last several months. Um, and you know, to kind of wrap it all up, you know, social media probably the worst thing we could ever do with our lives is spend too much time on social media. And you know, one of the one of the guys that just that left social media a few years ago, he was saying that to get more of our attention, social media companies, media organizations keep tapping into deeper and deeper, you know, what they call primal instincts, right? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Is there any final um, two minute of conclusion, um, David, you'd like to 
take it away. Yeah, you know, I, I would just encourage, uh, even if it's just you and I, and, yeah. you know, one other believer that's, you know, that comes across this to, you know, I think it's you know, Peter that said, always be, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. Um, the world is at, at, at large without hope. And so if we have hope, we should be ready to give reasons for that hope. And, and maybe okay. if we just share some hope with people who have lost their hope, yeah. hope will start to spread a little bit more than, uh, than the negativity and pessimism that's taken over the world at the moment. So, Yeah, I think um, I like the way you conclude this. Um, thank you so much, David, for coming on. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, you know, I, I would, okay, I would like to thank you so much. And um, thank you for this wonderful episode. You're welcome. Thank you for, yeah. for uh, reaching out. Good to talk. Yeah. Uh, David, um, okay, now the episode has ended. I just would like you to say like a couple of minutes, you know, Christmas is coming. I'm not sure if we celebrate Christmas because a lot of people don't. Um, uh, me being a, a, a Christian myself, um, you know, we, we celebrate in a way that is non-commercialized. It's just, it's just a date to, to dedicate our faith in a quiet way um, as a word, as, as a day of remembrance. Uh, is there something you would like to share um, uh, to the world as a message of uh, Christmas, message of hope, and also going into 2021? Would you like to share something uh, uh, to the world? Yeah. Um, well, so I, we celebrate Christmas. Christmas, you know, is is a season of hope. Um, it's a time where, uh, where uh, we remember that God w is with us, that God became a man and lived a human life, lived the perfect human life, the life that we should have lived. He, he lived the death that we should have died. He died. Um, and so um, Christmas, Christmas really is a season of hope. It's a season of light. That's a really pertinent message for us right now that you know, the light of the world came and dwelled among us and we received his glory, the glory of the one and only begotten from the Father. You know, so there's, there's this message of light and hope and peace and joy and love um, that, that gives us an opportunity to, 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 I mean, really all we have to do is, is tell the story and, and let, people, let people hear it and they'll hear the hope. You know, they'll hear the only, the, you know, the only religion across the globe where God becomes, goes backwards, God becomes a man, is Christianity. Every other religion, we're supposed to work our way up, but God goes backwards. He becomes a man. He sets the example. He lives the perfect sinless life. He pays the price for the sins that we committed, and he leads, and he creates a path. He blazes a trail. That's how Hebrews calls it. Jesus blazed a trail. He's the trailblazer to create a way for us out of this wilderness, out of the rebellion, out of the chaos, and into the life that is truly life, the abundant life that he had for us from the beginning. The only way to do that is to die to what we think life is so that we can receive from Jesus the life that is truly life. Thank you so much. And um, um, thank you for sharing 50 minutes of your time. I'd like to welcome you back again um, sometime, either end of 2020 or 2021 to share your message to this part of the world. Thank you so thank, much. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. God bless you too.